right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Win Pod Repeat, where for the first time in a very long time, uh, for we actually have baseball to talk about, and and like a lot of stuff to talk about. The opening day in uh, two days. We're recording this on Tuesday, April fifth. Most of you be listening to this on April sixth, obviously when this drops. Uh, Spencer Wellington with me as always, and then uh, Scott W. I don't know how to say your last name. I'm sorry, <laughs> Walchick. Good, me neither. That's it. You nailed it. I fucking got it Perfect. right. <laughs> I meant to ask before we hit record, and I, you know, listen, it was hard enough to get everything set up to record this fucking podcast, <laughs> so I was like, no, fuck it. So, gentlemen, how are we? We're good. Great. This Thanks is, for having um, me back. Do I, have to, I, have to, I guess I have to direct it to whoever I want to talk to. This That's true. You do. This is episode two of the uh, SSS podcast. So, uh, you episode know, three. historic episode here. For, for two episodes. Is it three? Yeah, because yeah, remember, he did pre and post Yankees React for Wildcard. Damn, we've allowed you on this podcast. I did a happy and now, a, Scott? Uh, only because <laughs> Yankees lost. Uh, so. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's hey, true. Hey, 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 Sam, remember when the Yankees lost the Wildcard game? Remember when Garrett Cole got chased after two innings? I remember. This is all we brought you back for, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, you can leave now. That's it. I do have Yankees uh, topics, and uh, we did title the Yankees segment Loser Time, so I just wanted to give you that that preface. So when it's loser time, you'll know it's time for you to talk. (laughs) Is is, is Scott there, by the way? I I don't see him moving. (laughs) His face is currently frozen. Um, Oh, We'll see if he returns. All right, well, while we figure this out, uh, do, do it just fun all on? Oh, my God, he's gone. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. He just couldn't right, handle I cut my the... Video. Uh... I cut my video. All right, I think that's my, it. Uh... We don't get any video from Scott. My that's fine. Effects. We'll fix it right, in post. It's better that way. Listen, Scott, just send me your best photo, and we'll just plaster it over the screen, okay? I surely will. Actually, Spencer, <laughs> you send me one. You'll have a good photo of him. Sure. <laughs> Listen, I just use your LinkedIn photo whenever I need something embarrassing. Hey, my, I updated that. It's not embarrassing anymore. <laughs> I still have it saved on my laptop, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I have it. All right, we're going to talk baseball. So, yeah, well, let's you talk know, baseball. Obviously, let's. a lot of things to talk about. Red Sox, Yankees, Scott's here. Super competitive ALEs this season. Um, but we are going to start off with some Red Sox talk. Scott, I'm sorry. Uh, so right. Spencer, I'll toss it to you. Uh, mm-hmm. since this is a Red Sox podcast. Opening oh, yeah, day. What are you most excited for? Um, to uh, beat the Yankees and start off this season like we ended last season. Well, I mean, kind of ended last season. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't love that we're starting in the Bronx. That's not ideal. But uh, yeah, I mean, Gary Cole's a bitch, so he'll probably lose on opening day and um, and then the Yankees suck aside from that, so we'll probably sweep the series. By the way, do you see, like, like Yankees tickets right now for that series? They're, like, 40 bucks. You can go for the opening Are they really? Series. It's probably because yeah. it's supposed to rain. Yeah, Why the fuck did I move, though? Like, my ass would have been there. Like, oh, you I'm... definitely would have been there. Yeah, it would have been, been, been like when we rain. got rained on when we were there yep. last year. Oh. Gary Sanchez pinched that home run. That sucked. That was tough. But, Who? Uh, listen. Yeah, exactly. Minnesota Twins legend, Gary Sanchez. <laughs> We're all about uh, Ben Rortvet now. Yeah. 
Something like yeah, that. Scott, I just want to know. The, um... Scott, how's the catching situation um, being received? Received, if you will, uh, by Yankees fans? Um, it's a big mix. A lot of people have wanted Gary Sanchez gone for two years already. A lot. I get the starting job. Um, more than anything. Neither of those happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's funny that the Yankees could potentially go from Gary Sanchez being their starting catcher to having some of the best defense behind the plate in the league. Um, but I have watched Higashioka know that he'll have his sparks and he'll be pretty below average at the plate most of the other time. Um, if nothing else, it's a change in the look of the team, which is clearly what needed to happen after last year. I think that was the whole idea, right? I mean, like, that's why they went and got Donaldson. Gary, or, uh, Brian Cashman said, he's like, he wants to give him an edge. That was the whole thing was that, you know, like, they had all this talent, but they just fucking, they weren't winning games, or they weren't winning as many games as they wanted. I won't say they weren't winning games, but... And, and they weren't winning the big games. I mean, that's been the problem for the Yankees. I feel like, you know, they get all pissed. I feel like you guys get pissed every time you play the Rays because you can't fucking beat the Rays. And you need to go fucking beat the Rays if you're going to win the Three years game. now. Yeah. And you, you get Garrett Cole in there, and you're like, all right, Garrett Cole, he's going to win this game. It's Garrett, this, is why, this is why we paid him all this money. And then they fucking don't because it's... Garrett, Garrett Cole was injured, and I will champion that until I die. So. <laughs> Wait, he's you're saying he's injured? No, he was injured in the... Like, currently? No, oh, no, he had a, uh, no like, fuck that. He, no, he's a little no. bitch. No, no, he's a, he's a bitch. That's yeah, what happened. Remember, he was, remember, his feelings were hurt. He was hurt. His feelings were yeah. hurt because of the Kermit. He the got psyched coming. out by Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> Injured my ass. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Back to back to the, the, the at hand here. Uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Sam, you're going to try to keep it this script, and I don't know if it's happening, bro. No, I mean, that's fine. We're gonna, <laughs> it's loose. We never actually, like, go through the details. That's I true. just want to talk about what I'm excited about, and then we'll just get okay. to some predictions. Because that's what opening day is all about. It's just exactly. giving our guesses, and it's all saved and locked in uh, so that we can go back and you can tell For me about how right you were or whatever you want to fucking talk about. Uh, I yeah, I mean, even if I was wrong, I'll say I was right. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, fuck it. Fuck this excited. We're we're going into predictions. I just we're 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 already in. We're seven minutes into this podcast, and yep. uh, let's just let's just do it. So, and Scott, we're getting we're we're getting you in here anyway. So, uh, I am gonna I'm gonna open with Scott. Actually, uh, can you all right? Give me your AL East. Who's gonna Who's gonna win? The, or what? Give me the order one through five. All right. So, I'll be honest. In <laughs> into this a lot more than I expected to today. And I went into it thinking I was going to have the Blue Jays and Rays at the top pretty easily. Um, and it called me a homer, but I've talked you myself into the Yankees barely winning the division. And here's why. <laughs> Come and on. here's why. Okay. Um, I don't think any AL East team has more than 95 wins. Um, it's just going to be dogs eating dogs. Um, I think I do agree with the that. top four Is that teams. What dogs are- do? Uh, 38 wins or more. What I think it comes down to here is I think the Blue Jays rotation is going to be kind of disappointing. Um, it, they look like they've made a lot of moves. I mean, Gossman's not going to throw 281. 
um, again this year. His XERA last year was 355. That's a big jump. Barrios was 352 last year. He's now four. His expected was 412. I don't think they'll jump that far back, but I think there will be some regression to the mean, and I think that'll be kind of seen, especially out of those top two guys um, who they made moves for. I think it'll be seen as kind of a, um, a disappointment. Um, the Rays um, don't have the bats that scare me. Um, their bullpen is going to be – their pitching is always going to be good. The Rays are going to raise. Um, but they've got uh, – Reina and Franco. And, and who? Who after that? Uh, they've got nobody to protect. The others allow. Uh, no, he's yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there's Josh Lau. Damn. Yeah, right. Josh Lau made the opening yeah. day roster. Fuck. Uh, but he's not going to play. <laughs> not very much. Um, also, I was looking into a Rosarena, and he had a fantastic year last year. Um, but he did really exceed his expected stats. Um, and if he's supposed to be their number two guy, he can't just be okay. He has to be great. Um to give you some more numbers, his ex-Wobo was 311 last year. It was 359. Um, and that's a big swing that um, his actual was about 37th in the league. His expected is closer to 110, which, to give you a sense, is in the um, range of Miggy Rojas, Jelly. Which can't be your second best hitter. It just can't. Um, um, and... and- I think the Sox not going to do what they did last year. I think they're going to be good. I actually have them ahead of the Rays this year. A bit of a spoiler. Um, but I think it's going to come down to well-roundedness. And the Yankees have a good one through six. They've got an, a good enough rotation. And they've got a lockdown pen. And I think it's going to come down to late games. Um, and the Jays' pen is bad. Um, they're going to lose uh, close games to the Rays. They're going to lose close games to the Yankees. And um, I think and uh, Jays in late games are going to kind of go at it who can give up more runs. So um, I guess what it comes down to, I have the Yankees about a game ahead of the Jays, maybe two games ahead of the Sox who are going to be right there with the Rays. Um, and of course that is all after the Orioles have won 162 games. So, uh, <laughs> I was about right. to say, that was massively disrespectful not talking about the number one team in the division. Uh, so, um, yeah, I actually was thinking I was going to end up with the Yankees either in third or fourth. Um, I'm talking myself into it. Um, and sure, if it's a homer do. take, I'm yeah. sure it's a, yeah, there's bias there. But I don't think it's unrealistic. I know they have – Fangraphs has them at third. Pakoda has them in first. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, uh, I will – like, the Yankees intrigue me because of what they did this offseason, but also because I, I'm really interested to see all that young pitching for the Yankees. If, if any of it's going to come up, if any of it's going to be – we think it's going to be Clark Schmitz up, I believe, and then you have Luis Heal – Davey Garcia and Luis Medina that are all in AAA. Mike um, King's going to get a lot of innings this year. Mm-hmm. Um, He's going to fall into like a Chad Green role. Yeah, and and Loisaga was great last year. Uh, he was awesome last year. Aralis Chapman is great. 
Um, I, I mean, the thing I'm interested to see with the Yankees is that rotation. Because, I, I mean, that rotation looks like it can be pretty good, but I want to see what you're going to get out of guys like Tyon and Severino and even Nestor Cortez. You know, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, Garrett Cole at the top is great, but I think once you get past Garrett Cole, even Jordan Montgomery, like, I don't know if there's a ton of guys that you have 100% confidence in in that rotation. There's no solidly good. Like, Garrett Cole is great. Um, everyone Absolutely. else is good. You know, you don't have anyone else that you lock in and you say, all right, we should win today. Um, if Severino can get back to what he did a few years ago, sick, but it just That's hasn't the been hard there. thing. Um, yeah, it just hasn't been like, there. So that you can't be confident in the Yankees rotation, but I also know that they have a deep pen and they're not going to be afraid to use it. Um, I mean, that, and that's what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to, because what Boston really did last year to kind of make up for the fact that, you know, you didn't have Chris Sale for most of the year and you, you were kind of filling holes in the rotation was they had guys like Garrett Whitlock, who you had these multi-inning relievers who as soon as, it, as, soon as it, you were having a bad time, you got chased. And that's, that's the blueprint the Yankees are going to have to follow. The problem with that is, I don't know if I trust Aaron Boone to manage the Yankees correctly. That, that would be, like, I think that's my number one thing. I don't think Aaron Boone has proven to me that he knows how to run the team the right way. Well, while I agree, uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that necessarily manifests in um, the rotation. He's getting those calls from the analytics guys. Uh, Aaron Boone, I believe. Um, and Yankee Land does very little. He makes very few of the calls. <laughs> um, Probably good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm not even going to get into the boon talk. But <laughs> <laughs> what the Yankees have done the last couple of years um, is no reliever. or I take that back. Very few times has a reliever pitched in back-to-back days. Um but they're also always pitching three times a week. So they have had a really good balance. That's been, um, you know, one of the most consistent pieces of the Yankees in the last probably three seasons. Um, but, yeah, we'll hey, see. Scott, there are a couple of new faces. Up? No, I can't. I don't understand. <laughs> there are a couple of young faces that are going to have to prove that they can hang in there. Yeah, I mean, listen... I I had some friends, some diehard Yankees fans, that were really big on Clark Schmidt. Last year, all I heard, Clark Schmidt, Clark Schmidt, Clark Schmidt. Um, how do we feel about <laughs> Clark Schmidt? He's not going to get the ball in big spots until at no. least June, July. So, having hype for relievers in the first place, um, because it's such a prove-it job, you know, I well, it's such a like you think, could be good one year and bad the next, and all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah, I think a lot of good stuff uh, that hasn't necessarily been there from what we've seen. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's a big prove it year for him. It yeah. could he could be our best reliever this year, um, but I don't have those expectations for him. You know. All right, well, I do uh, – let's open this up to Spencer because you've been uncharacteristically quiet over there. Um, He's a Yankees player. Uh, you're taking notes, taking mental notes, you know. So, all right, so so give us your thoughts. Give us your division, uh, how it's going to roll out. Um, so first I have a question. Scott, is uh, is Aaron Hicks already dead? 
Um, <laughs> I was going to be really mean, but I will hold back <laughs> a little bit. Um, no, as a matter of fact, he will be dying on April 10th. Uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm um, looking at fan graphs right now, their depth charts, and it has Tim LaCastro at the top of center field. I was wondering, well, I legitimately wondered if something happened to him in like the last two days. No, LaCastro just got optioned. All right, well, Fangrass is going to need to work on that depth chart there. Um, I, I see. I don't know what depth chart you're looking at, because mine has Aaron Hicks. I may have scrolled a little bit too far down the page, and uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I really... All right, listen, we'll move so, on. So, anyway, we're moving on from that. Um, so, here's the thing about the Yankees. Um, Josh Donaldson is going to die. And Aaron Hicks is going to die. Um, Jameson Tyon's going to die. Jameson Tyon's going to die, and Luis Severino is going to die. And then you have Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, who surprisingly didn't die at all last season. So one, at, least, at least one of them is due to die this year. That's okay. Scott, how, do you win the, how do you win the division with five dead players? <laughs> five dead really good players. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. The Yankees have no one on the IL to leak. So I would <laughs> watch it right now, considering um, you have um, you, probably your third or fourth best starter on the. Hey, they can't get hurt. Hurt. Anyway, um, I'm hey. just saying that that those guys died. It's it's what's gonna happen. So. Yankees finished fourth in my predicted standings. Well, also, Jays... I, do, I do have one more thing. Uh, yeah. Has anyone told Joey Gallo that uh, the shift is still legal? Yeah, Joey Gallo is still going to suck this year. <laughs> so that's that's a tough look. Joey Gallo hit 40-plus home runs, which is where fly balls go to die. Um, he's not going to be as bad as he was for the last six weeks of last year. Um, and nice and small. So I don't see less than 35 home runs at Gallo. See less than 200 strikeouts in Joey Gallo. But that's... And the uh, Yankees yeah, have... Yeah, that's... The, so luckily... Can be like Eugenio Suarez 2.0? Well, <laughs> not quite. Um, but luckily... The, the five has the freedom spot. to throw wow. him in the five or six spot. Yeah, exactly. I'm wondering... First of all, when this audio quality changed, and if it's going to carry over, where Scott sounds like a uh, kidnapper who uh, is uh, holding someone for ransom over the I phone. I hope so. But... I actually hope it's this way. <laughs> um, anyway, I've got the Blue Jays uh, finishing first. I am on the hype train for the Blue Jays. Absolutely. Uh, they... Their lineup is stacked. There's the possibility they get Jose Ramirez at some point. That would be stupid. I would hate that. Um, but their outfield is is good with Springer and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Tascar Hernandez. Their infield's stacked. I mean, Danny Jansen is, is very underrated as a catcher. And then you've got, of course, Vlad and Bo Bichette. And Matt Chapman's a stud, too. So then you get to the rotation. Scott, you're wrong. The rotation's really good. Except I will say Kevin Gosman kind of scares me a little bit because he was actually awful the last two months of the year last year. And then their bullpen, Scott, it is pretty sketchy. So 
it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like Sam said, bullpens every year can be um, a little volatile. Guys can be good one year or the next. So maybe they're the Mariners this year and they get like three good performances that come out of nowhere. That could happen. But uh, that's the area where I'll be interested to see if they bring up guys over the course of the year, if Nate Pearson ends up being like a weapon out of the bullpen um, or if they end up going outside the organization. But they're definitely number one for me. Uh, Sox number two. This team's going to be good this year. This offense is just fucking loaded. We don't talk about every other position is loaded. It's and fine. Then, it's good um, defensively. It's good defensively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then our, our bullpen is kind of sneaky good, I think. Um, once Jake Diekman, sneaky good signing. Yeah, Jake Diekman's a good signing. Uh, according to Red Sox stats, Matt Strom had some good stuff in spring. I'm interested to see that. We're going to have some depth once uh, Chris Hill and James Paxton are back, so some of the starters are going to end up moving to the bullpen. And the rotation is a little bit sketchy. I'm a little bit scared to start the season. But I think that Tanner Houck's going to be good. I'm calling Nick Pavetta to be an all-star this year. And Chris Hale will be back one day, we think. So, Soccer <laughs> 2. Allegedly. Listen, Razor I, I number know. three. Razor number three, because Rays are going to raise. And they might not have, like, the best four through five, but they're going to make up for it with their depth. That's what they do. And um, the Yankees, like they, like I said earlier, they're going to be dead, so they're four. And the Orioles are a team that exists, so they're going to play some games this year. But listen, That's your AL East. At least it's more exciting to be an Orioles fan this year, because you'll have Adley Rushman come up. He's hurt right yeah. now, right? And, uh, yeah, and Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah, so it's like, I feel like at least you're going to have, like, you, you, like to me it's like the Pirates. The Pirates are going to get, you know, they had Hayes. They're going to eventually get O'Neill Cruz to come up. Gives you a reason to maybe, you know, watch 15 games. And yep. know, don't go because you're going to get heckled by opposing fans. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, uh, like us? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Fenway <laughs> South. It's Fenway yeah. South. Uh, Spencer, I don't really feel like I need to like go into depth in depth on my alias predictions because um, aside from our records they're exactly the same the standings are let's go uh, listen the, I like I don't know how you cannot Scott I don't know how you can't you're gonna say that the Yankees are going to play better than the Toronto Blue Jays after everything they like the team that they were and the fact that they went and they just got sick like they didn't get worse they didn't get worse, so they had to get... I mean, like, there's nowhere else for them to go but up at this point. Yeah, uh, better. I also think that the Sox lineup is going to crush the Blue Jays. Like, I think it's going to be lost in the late games for the Blue Jays. Um, that's what I think their kryptonite. They probably make the ALCS, but bring it together every game without blowing eight or nine um, in the last, I don't know. I, just, but like, I, I, I know they're up. very good. They just don't, they should. Yeah, I, listen, I, I understand. And it, like, it's so easy. Like, how many times have we gone into a season where, like, you absolutely hype up the team that made all the moves, and then they just completely sputter. They disappoint. Things don't work out the way they, they're supposed to. Injuries happen. You know. Happens all I mean, the time. Absolutely. I mean, and it's baseball. You know, Vlad Jr. was unbelievable last year. You, you got to think of 
if he played in the National League, he probably wins the National League MVP. He just happened to be in the same league as Shohei Otani. Uh, so, you, you know, the expectations for him are high. you got to hope he comes back, and, and he will. I mean, he, it's unbelievable. But, you know, things happen. You never know. That's yeah. that's my only my only thought on that. Matt Chapman kind of scares me a little bit, but... It's interesting to me that all of us have the Rays uh, out of the top two. What they've proven, you know, they've been doing it year in, year out. But something about Mm -hmm. the Rays feel like they don't have the same pieces they did before. We're going to come back in October and the Rays are going to have won 98 games. We're going to be like, yeah. um, But I don't know. It feels like something's missing. I mean, For me, I, I think it's the starters. Yeah, because because what's their what's their rotation right now? It's you got like Drew Rasmussen, Shane Baz, and a bunch of shit. And Shane Baz is what their rotation right is right now. And Shane Shane really? Yep. yep. So you got Shane McClanahan. You got Drew Rasmussen. Oh yeah, he's good. Ryan Yarbrough. You have Corey Kluber. Who, like, you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then Luis Patino. Echo loves Ryan. Echo loves him some Ryan Yarbrough. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Literally every time he's on the mound, great. X like, yuck. Uh, did you hear uh, X quote today, by the way? It was floating around Twitter. Uh, apparently no. he was called, he goes, he, he was like, they used to call me Big Meats, but we won't we won't talk about why they called me Big Meats. That's a story for another time. And we're like, oh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck, Egg? He's, he's already uh, in this season man. form. It's unbelievable. I can't. Absolutely. My dad hates Dennis Eckersley. That's my favorite thing. Every time I talk to my dad, he's like, Dennis Eckersley is on tonight. It's terrible. He just won't shut up. He's just talking about back when I played, and I'm like, well, yeah. It's I kind love Eckersley so much. Uh-huh. I think it makes it interesting. I mean, I'm excited for Millar to be in the booth this year. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be very fun. Uh, so, yeah. I'm absolutely. excited to listen to the Yankees broadcast this year. I mean, um, ESPN. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on. It's uh, the A-Rod okay. and Michael K. Also... But honestly, speaking of Yankees broadcasts, um, can we talk about Carlos Beltran for a second and how he like refused to be sorry for sign stealing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Scott. he had his interview with uh, with Michael Kay, and yep. they were like, we "This was literally a PR thing where they're like, let's let him apologize beforehand so we can just <laughs> not talk about it once he's in the booth.'" And then he like failed at apologizing, and so everyone's talking about it. <laughs> Which is amazing, because, like, look at everybody else. A.J. Hinch, as soon as it happened, was sitting down with Tom Verducci, like, in tears about, like, what he d- did. Alex Cora. Alex Cora yeah. went out and was like, this was wrong. Like, we screwed up. Now, granted, you have, you know, dumbass Carlos Correa, who was also like, you don't understand, blah, 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 you know. Oh, Come yeah, at he's me, a little bitch, so. But that, fuck him. Do you, do you want to be in the category with him or the two guys that went and got their jobs back, you know? Exactly. Like, who who did it? Like who did it the right way? You know, like Alex Cora was like, "I'll eat it. I'll take my suspension." And you know, what happens happens, and he kept his mouth shut, and they brought him back. But if he had done what Carlos Beltran did, was like, "I want to apologize." I mean, uh, granted, did you hear what Chris Sale said about it? Where he was like, "Everybody, no. you know," basically he was like, "The Astros were the only ones to do it. Take away the World Series, whatever." He's like, "But I know for a fact that they weren't the only ones that were doing it." Then I'm like, "I mean, he's saying what we already all kind of knew." I mean, yeah. listen, the Red Sox were doing stuff. The Yankees, as much as they continue to deny and try and block the sealed documents, were also cheating. 
Um, but Can't wait for that, that letter to come other, out. Oh, uh, we're gonna we're it's gonna be like a special. We're gonna come on and we're gonna like read it just to Scott. <laughs> Emergency. Sit there and listen. Uh huh. I don't care when it, it's gonna be like released at like four in the morning. It's gonna be um, awesome. the dealing is I'm so, the Astros did take the um the rest of the league. I mean, people like all the Absolutely. teams doing it. Um, but they I also did it in the, the most Yankees obvious Sox, way, you know. Yeah. Um. I don't think necessarily get caught if they're not the A. Um, I, I agree with that. I don't know. I've been so overhearing about the trash cans and about the app. I kind of didn't want to hear about it last season. I I, I don't know. Any of the signs stealing stuff that comes COVID, out now, I'm so... It like you wanted baseball. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Like It's, it's, it's amazing it's how much it's still by the way, yeah. I do oh, appreciate yeah. you, Scott, as a Yankees fan saying that because of the fact that most Yankees fans are still like, 2017 should have an asterisk. Like, they caught us, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Brian Cashman being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh. what are we doing here saying that, that you, should have, like, you shouldn't count your World Series drought streak? Like, that's so weak. Like, that's... That's the leader of your organization. Congratulations, Scott. Also, like, no offense, like, it's so <laughs> Yankees to call, like, we haven't won a title since 2009, like, a title drought, when, like, there are teams that have never won titles, there are teams that oh, like, yeah. haven't been competitive in 20 years, and, like, the Yankees are like, we haven't won since 2009. It's only because they're the Yankees and because the Red Sox have won, too, since then. That's the only reason. That's exactly why. Um, but, I will I, say the Yankees, will team in the league, um, they, what we've seen in the last five or six years is they're not the Yankees of all. They're trying to money ball like every other team, and I think that's what's hard for a lot of Yankees fans to the terms with, is that they're not functioning like everybody else. Uh, they don't have to. It's annoying because you know that they can afford Tax is just that. It's not a cat. And I think people are frustrated with how closely they're trying to um, work with it. They're doing what the Yankees did 20 years ago. Um, how about the, the Mets? You have your, your neighbors that are out there spending like, the, I mean, literally, they have a Steve Cohen tax now. Yeah, and the Mets are still up in games. Uh, that's a spoiler oh, if we I talk mean, about. Jacob DeGrom's not going to pitch this year, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, I tweeted. <laughs> or, All right, you know what? Tweeted when they got Max Scherzer, and I said, um, "A Degrom Scherzer one-two is amazing. Can't wait to find eighty-eight games." Um, <laughs> it's just, they're just gonna mess. The Mets are always gonna mess. Is that? Um, but... Yeah. Okay. Oh, All right, but that's that's good. All right, Scott. Scott did segue us very well uh, to our next prediction, which is division winners. So Scott, you know you teased it a little bit. Give us, give us the division winners. Who do you got? We... Maybe. <laughs> All right, he's out. Oh, no. We lost him. All right, Spencer, you Shit. go. While he, while hey. he gets reconnected, this is good. Shit, pinch hitting. All right, hey, so like I said, we got the Blues in the AL East. Yeah. Uh, we got the Sox repeating in the Central. Because the rest of the AL Central is shit, 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Twins made some moves. They got Correa, but their pitching is still just paper thin. And, uh, yeah, don't trust the pitching on the Twins. So White Sox won the Central. Astros repeat uh, for maybe the last time as champions of the AL West. Uh, I think the Mariners are going to give them a run for their money this year. Um, but the Astros, I mean, do that top five of having Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez and Michael Brantley and Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, is it's scary. Like, it's just so fucking good. So they're going to keep hitting. And the rotation's really good. We saw that in the ALCS last year. They got a lot of really good young starters. And then Verlander's back. So um, take the Astros in the West. Uh, to the NL, Dodgers taking the West. I mean, that's just so what happens every year. The Giants are going to have a ridiculous fluke season. I don't think they will. Braves uh, just won the World Series. They lost Freddie Freeman, but they get Matt Olson to replace him. Arguably better player. And then and they get, get Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, yeah, they get him back. So take the Braves Their in the East. also better. And Scott's back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then in the NL Central, uh, the Cardinals are going to be my pick in the Central. They're just um, – I like the way they built their team. They're just so solid defensively, and yet they still have a really good, like, one through five in their lineup. So they just basically have to find some starters. They have Adam Wainwright. They have maybe Jack Flaherty at some point. They have um, Miles Michaelis and uh, Steven Matz. So that's a little bit sketchy, but, I mean, most rotations are a little bit sketchy this time of year. So give me the Cardinals. All right, Scott, what do you got? Um, I'm pretty much uh, most of those takes too. I think um, the Astros aren't going to run away with it as much as they have in the last. It's foolish to pick anybody else. Um, the White Sox are the best team in the center. Did get better, but they're just hollow. I think the Tigers could sneak into third. The pitching, um, man. That's what kills me about Minnesota. I don't trust any of that, that pitching staff. Um, and it's always the Twins. <laughs> they they go, um, and the White the White Sox are just a very complete team. Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, just have very the talented. division again, um, and yeah, they got better. They're gonna have Acuna again. Olsen is uh, a good replacement for Freddie Freeman, and they uh, was it Kenley Jansen? Uh, in yeah, yep. Um, they got better. And I talked about it before. The Mets aren't going to um, – the Braves, and they haven't the, uh, the last two years. Um, the other um, spot I have different is I have Milwaukee winning the Central. Yeah. They're just better um, to um, their pitching. Their top two is just uh, – that's I mean, I don't even good go enough. beyond their top two. I mean, between what? So you got Peralta, Woodruff, Burns, uh, even Adrian Hauser and four. the four. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's a fucking unbelievable rotation. Yeah. I can't and see I Yelich being had it, as bad as you. That's fair. I kind of had it as a toss-up between the Brewers yeah. and the Cardinals. And then basically I kind of looked at it as – the Cardinals are stronger on offense and defense, um, and the Brewers are stronger on pitching. And what's less reliable is pitching. So that's fair. You know, if 
if you have one guy, if you have Burns go down or Woodruff go down, then you know it's not that hard for the Brewers to sink quickly. I think um, so. They definitely easily could win, but you know, just kind of is playing the risks is how I looked at it. Yeah, sure. No, a lot of how I looked at it. You go ahead, Sam. Oh no, I mean absolutely. Like and. When you're and the other thing is, you know, when you talk about like comparing, like when you look at the Brewers lineup, uh, I don't know. I mean, look, they got Hunter Renfro, which I thought was a great pickup for them. I don't think McCutcheon will ever be what he was, and they have him batting in the four. Yelich, again, you're yes. you're going on if you think he's gonna come back and be what he was, which again, you don't know. And then the top two in the lineup right now are Colton Wong and Lorenzo Cain. I love, and I love, love, love their pitching staff. I mean, it's unfucking believable, but you did, you saw it in the playoffs last year against the Braves. They they lost that series because they couldn't put together any sort of runs. That was their problem. Yeah. When their pitching's great, when you're in a 2-2, 1-1 game, and you need somebody to, you know, the only, I mean, the only guy I love, I love Willie Adams. I love him. I love him in Milwaukee. I'm excited <laughs> to see what he's going to do for a full season in Milwaukee. Give him the MVP votes. Let's go. I think Ra- it is a good uh like six seven hole guy too yeah not fantastic but he is going to give you um a better daniel vogel certainly a slightly less <laughs> fat daniel vogel back <laughs> um yeah I don't, it is gonna be um close i think i tend to look at the cardinals as they did well they didn't do anything this year uh, in the, the offseason, yeah, they got Stephen Matz. They got. And they brought back uh, Wayne Wright and Yachty. Let's go, greatest they battery Wayne ever. <laughs> Yachty and <laughs> Albert Pujols. He's going to hit exactly <laughs> twenty-one yeah, home runs, did. so he can retire at seven hundred. <laughs> yep. Um, Listen, uh, who was it? Frank Gore. He just retired sixteen thousand rushing yards exactly. What a way to fucking go out! You're just like mic drop. After and getting zero thing. in the last three hundred sixty-five days. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, all right, so listen, my division winners, I agree with all of you. Well, I agree with Toronto. I agree with the White Sox, because, again, Twins are going to Twins. The rest of that division, not there yet. Uh, ALS, still going to be the Astros. My heart, my heart wants me to say the Mariners. I want to do it, and I want to be bold, and I want to be like Seattle. But I don't believe in the Mariners quite yet. They, you know... It's just... There's too many question marks, you know? And I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, Julio Rodriguez is coming up that video with, with Scott Service, giving him the call. That was fucking awesome. Pumped that into my fucking veins all year long. That was um, great. But they're not there yet. Um, and they could be good, and they could be really fun, and they could surprise a lot of people, and I hope they do. I hope they kind of end up being like San Francisco was last year, where you they're just fun. And, and yeah. like, I hope they win the division. Year. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. the Astros, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like... You're gonna root for him, but if you're if you're gonna have me, you know, gun to my head, educated guess, I'm picking the Astros. Like, listen, life or death. <laughs> you know, definitely not picking the Angels, despite the fact that they have the yeah. two best players in baseball. Sad. But uh, I gotta go with. So again, uh, NL East. This is tough because again, uh, it's it's the Braves, and the NL East to me is always so fucking weird and to me that's like that's the division where it feels like every year the team that wins it is the team that no like it's not going to be the Mets because nobody ever you know I mean every year they pick the Mets to do it they, they don't fucking do it because it's the Mets um yeah. 
I don't think it's going to be the Phillies because as much as that lineup is going to be amazing, they don't have any defense and they don't have any bullpen. So it's just like, okay, you're going to lose a lot of 14 to 12 ball games. They're going to be the most seven runs awkward team. I mean, it'll be, like, gonna be the most fun team. team to watch. Yeah, because they're going to be the most like, fun it, team to watch. Absolutely, because you're going to see crazy comebacks and you're going to see incredible implosions. Like they're going to be up like <laughs> 10 runs in the ninth. And all of a sudden, like, they're going to be bringing guys in that are just going to implode. It's going to be terrible. And hilarious errors just all the yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, going to be but, awesome. But, like, Bryson Stott's coming up. I think that'll be exciting. I think he's probably the only prospect that in the next two years the Phillies can even be excited for. Uh, and you got to hope that fucking Andrew Painter in 2026 will be good. Like, that's your – and Mick Abel. That's it. That's you can hope that Boehm – that Boehm um, is better. <laughs> And I think he will. Yeah. I, he, I do he think he had flashes of being right. He just needs to make sure it looks. I think so. And I think, you know, it's one of those things people started getting the book on him and he didn't know how to adjust. Um, and you got to hope that, you know, he went into the offseason and worked on those things. I mean, they, they, they still believe in him. As long as he's going to end up like, uh, I mean, fuck, dude, they're still paying Scott Kingery all that fucking money to not play. They signed <laughs> that deal and they were like, oh, we're so smart. Six years, like $48 million. Like, he's going to be great and it's going to be a bargain. And then it's like, just kidding. Scott Kingery uh, is not major league material. Remember uh, so they thought good. the Phillies were smart? Uh, and listen, they have Dombrowski, and Dombrowski started doing what, what Dave likes to do, which is buy by going to get Schwarber and Castellanos. But he literally he bought without filling any of the actual holes that needed to fill. Like, they got better, <laughs> exactly. but they didn't address any of the issues. It's like the bullpen's still bad, uh, and the defense did not get better by adding Kyle Schwarber. No. I, love, I love Kyle from Waltham. But uh, he is not a defense. I mean, he was a defensive asset when we were trying to have him filled for Bobby Dahlbeck because he wasn't great on defense. So it was like, yeah, what the fuck do we have to lose, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, it's going to be Let alone Castellanos. Yeah. I love Ronald Acuna. Like, he is one of my favorite players. Being down here in Charlotte now, I really I want to get to a game. I want to see him play. Um, that'll be fun. That's on my bucket list this year. And uh, I'm going with Milwaukee in the Central. I'm going with Milwaukee. Um, I know that I just shit on their entire lineup, but I love their <laughs> pitching, um, and I love Lily Damas, and the Brewers are a lot of fucking fun, uh, and they are a fun I don't team. know, the Cardinals are fucking, I don't know, I mean, the Cardinals are good. The, the Cardinals, Cardinals are boring, good. like, they're yeah, just 88 to 92 wins every year, like that. And, and they're in a shitty division, like, if they were in a better yeah, division, so that should be enough be to win. Yeah, right. absolutely. Like, that, that's the yeah. other thing you have to consider. They were only fun because they had a long winning streak last year. Oh, and, like, it was, yeah. I mean, they were so out of it, and then it, they, they made that push and they got in. It was unbelievable. And mm-hmm. then they fucking fired their manager. <laughs> God, do I feel bad for <laughs> Amazing. That's just, that sucks. They, uh, fuck, what's his name? I, it's basically Mike Schultz. Yeah, they just did an interview with him. I read the article. Oh, really? I, I feel so bad because, like, he's still real broken up about it because of, like, how, like, the run they had, they got in. And then they had to play the Dodgers in the fucking wild card game. Like that's not fair. <laughs> like fuck. No, man. that that's a that's a tough draw. That's a death sentence. Yeah. Like goodbye. Good luck. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, I know you did all this work, but yeah, I I think he'll probably end up back somewhere eventually. You know, maybe when the Pirates are good, they'll hire him once they get rid of Derek Shelton to like fill it. So like you know, twenty thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, and then the Dodgers will win the West. So that's that's that. Uh, <laughs> good analysis I, I will say I, the one thing as much as I'm not a huge fan of an expanded playoff because to me it like devalues you know 
at least is going to give us some, like, reason to care about some of these other teams and divisions, you know? Like, yeah. divisions where the Dodgers are obviously going to run away with it. You're still sitting there going, oh, man, you know? Or, like, look, a team like Seattle. A team like Seattle that's been banging on the door for all these years and just keeps falling short. Like, I would have left to have the Mariners in the playoffs last year. And, you know, one more one more loss from the Red Sox or Yankees, and they, they do, they get in, and you don't see what's going to happen. And, and those are years where it's, you know, I think the expanded playoff is beneficial because there are teams that probably deserve to get in, that, to get a shot. And maybe you get something fun. Maybe Seattle goes on a run and you get something interesting. Um, but there are also going to be years where really shitty 500 teams get in, and you're going to be like, yeah, it's going to be the tough. Fuck is this team, and they have no business getting in. Um, so, yeah. I think... Um, uh, with the Mariners, um, it's interesting because really the four contenders in the yeah. AL, <laughs> their biggest block to the playoffs, because if, if the AL East is as close as it, um, the Mariners just I need agree. to have a better record than that in the AL East, which is a bigger task than it sounds like. The oh, Twins definitely. squeaking in the Tigers. Um, the no. could have, uh, but they. I, I don't. I don't see uh, Cindergard. Every year I want the Angels to overperform. Every year you're like trying to find the window that Mike Trout gets in the playoffs. Never trust the Angels, but it's not playoffs. gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> it's never gonna happen. It's never and like there's gonna be like a thirty for thirty run in like thirty years. That's gonna be about like how bad that was for baseball that <laughs> Mike Trout yeah. and Joey O'Donnell were never in the playoffs. But Shohei can leave soon, so I that's something to keep an eye out for. Honestly, listen, I, as much as it would suck, if he wants to stay in L.A., go to the Dodgers. I, I would hate it, but like I'd also love it because at least he'd be on a team that you know is going to be in the playoffs. Go to the Rays. Yeah. Man. I'd love to see all the ways the Tampa Bay Rays would use Shohei Otani. That'd be bananas. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He yeah, pitch like, listen, two innings every other day. Yeah, every other day. Yeah. And then, like, they get him at, like, first base, but it would be, like, a first base right field hybrid where, like, he'd start in right field and, like, run in every play or some dumb, like, <laughs> just, like, make something up. Like, just, like, sit there, like, have a, like, 30-minute brainstorm session of just, like, dumb shit, and the Rays will be like, yeah, we'll fuck with it. We'll try it. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to keep this train rolling uh, since we are already at, like, 47 minutes. Uh, so we're gonna listen we covered most of the things that I was that I did place in this rundown to talk about we just did it in like a it, it, it flowed it worked it's fine in a roundabout uh, way so alright uh, so we have a we have a we have a segment I put together a segment are you excited? Uh -oh. I'm very excited I guess uh, odds are alright very simple uh, but just a quick way to oh, I like get, that. Some, get some topics going so I'm gonna give you a statement here and you're going to give me the percent chance that you think it's going to happen. So, all right. So, originally, my first question was going to be, will Chris Sale, odds are Chris Sale makes his first start of the season before mid-May. Obviously, not going Zero. to happen because he's now on the 60-day <laughs> IL. Um, so, let's switch this up because, obviously, you know, Tommy John, rib injury, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, give me the odds that Chris Sale is going to pitch – more than 120 innings this season. Zero. Yeah, about the same. I don't... Right. They're going to be so careful with stretching him out that he's in 85 pitches until yeah. his eighth start, maybe? Well, 
And you, the other Maybe thing that's I think about is he didn't really get a spring training. A so when before when he comes off the IL, he probably does rehab stint. He probably exactly. spends makes three, four starts in the minors because they probably want to get him, you know, acclimated yeah. and they don't want to break him. So realistically, like you probably see him in June, right? Yeah, I would have um I would have said that the chances were close to zero if he started the season healthy at getting to 120 innings. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that's tough. All right, the next one's a little bit more fun for Red Sox fans. Uh, what are the odds that Raphael Devers leads the American League in home runs? Uh, 10% chance. I like that. Oh, where I have. Mm-hmm. Um, um, listen, I, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic. I'm going to give him 25. Uh, I think wow. it will probably be a one in four. One in four. I feel like that's fair. Listen, I mean, there's just, like, home runs are just so, like, variable year to year. And that's not, like, necessarily his game. Like, he's not just a home run guy. He, well, he sprays doubles, doubles all over year. the field. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And Fenway is not a homer park; it's a doubles park. Yeah, you bounce so, off the wall. Um, I'm not like like I said, ten percent chance. There is a chance. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably going to come down to um, one sluggers, like Abreu, Robert. Um, the Central just has no pitching, especially if you're the White Sox and you don't have to face the White. Um, I could see J-Ram if he doesn't get traded by June. Um, yeah, that'll be the problem. In that division. He'll get traded to an NL team, and then he's yeah. out of the argument. I think but, it'll be Vlad again. I think that's just like... Yeah. I, if, you're, if I'm a betting man, which I am, I'm putting my money on Vlad. It could be Stanton or Aaron Judge. Could be Stanton. I mean, that would be... Could be... Be, could be uh, there. Are, yeah, there are a lot of yeah. sluggers in the American League. Um, There's just so many options. I think if Devers has the um, M caliber season that I think everyone knows is his ceiling, um, yeah, it's definitely possible. I think that's a high bar to reach. All right, yeah. uh, listen, and that's a good question. Can I can I throw this in? Uh, what 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 are the percent chance that Raphael Devers can win MVP? I know you have Shohei in that, that division, so that, or in that league, so that's tough. Yeah. Uh, um, I'd probably up it a little bit. I'd say 15. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, and I think that's fair. I'd probably have it at about 15, 20%. I mean, if the Red Sox win the East, it's going to be because of Devers. Yeah. And That is true. Like, if that happens, then I think there's a decent chance he does win MVP, yeah. assuming Shohei doesn't have the same season again because if he does it's, then it's a lot yeah and it's tough i mean i'm very interested to see how Shohei does this year because obviously it was the first full year we really got to see it and it was great and it was the unanimous mvp and it made sense but you know there was a fall-off at the end of the year you know he really after the all-star break it was the power wasn't there it wasn't as good so i i am interested to see you know going into a second straight full season you know how he's gonna be i think that'll be interesting yeah, so sure. I'll flip this kind of to the other extreme. Um, what do you think the chances are of Mike Trout winning the MVP? Because um, I think a, a big storyline this season, at least, is can he bounce back? Will he look like? Yep. 
route. Mm -hmm. um, are they going to move him to the corner? Defensive um, value going to go down? Because um, I Which think like it's it still has. 30 40%. He's Mike Trout. Um, it's confident and from another season where I'd go 60. I would yeah, say I would zero. Just straight up, nothing, no shot. Zero percent. Mike Trout. He's, there's, there's no. I, I have no faith that he's gonna get more than 400 plays. Yeah. See, I, I and do. That's I agree a with Scott. Valid take. I think, and I, yeah, I mean, absolutely a valid take. But I'm with the, I'm with the. You can't count out Mike, Mike Trout crowd. Uh, listen, he could easily. Maybe if they were moving him to left field like they should, that would give him that chance. But. He's being a stubborn asshole and playing center field when there's clearly a better center fielder on your roster. So, mm -hmm. listen, he's yeah, and, and that's what's hard is like he's a phenomenal player, but he isn't the you know he's still great, but he's not the player that he was. And like you said, he he's not the fielder that he was. Exactly, and and that's the yeah. problem is you know and like you said, I mean it's you just you have to understand what your body's capable of and, and you have to try and make the most out of it and you have to admit the things you can't do anymore. And yeah. for the Angels, fuck, man, you need Mike Trout in your lineup to even have a shot at doing anything. So, like, fuck Mike Trout. You're right. Like, just you have to make those compromises and do those things. It's like it's like Fernando Tatis, you know. Well, one, he should probably stop riding motorcycles. But two, <laughs> he's going to be another guy where they probably move him to a less strenuous position because of the way he plays. He plays hard and he plays 100%, but he hurts himself and he doesn't really – let himself recover before, you know, getting back on the bike. It's going to be a great career left oh, Fernando. Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, uh, that'll be a fun conversation when he comes back in three months. To the expectations, what's he going to be? Um, yeah. Really, because, like, I mean, if he struggles out of the gate, there's going to be all these people that are immediately are, like, anti-Fernando, and which is sad, because, you know, he's, I, he's exceptional for baseball. He's great for baseball. I think it's really bad for baseball that he's going to miss three months. I think it's bad for baseball that Mike Trout missed a large chunk of last year, most of last year. Definitely, yeah. So, um, Alright, moving on. Uh, Cutter Crawford made the roster, opening day roster. A lot of people are saying they're going to use him in multi-inning relief, much like the Red Sox used former Yankees farmhand turned Red Sox superstar Garrett Whitlock. Um, give me a percent chance that Cutter Crawford can become this year's Garrett Whitlock. I'm going to go with a 15% chance. It's uh, still pretty low, mainly due to how good Garrett Whitlock was last year. Like, that's a high bar. Yeah. And it's tough to bet. Like, I would, I would say, like, there's a good chance of, like, three or four different guys doing that this year but one guy doing that is i don't give that a really high chance but i was looking at his stats uh from last year today and he was he was really fucking good in triple a last year yeah. he threw about 50 innings so um i think he's he's gonna be good i mean you never know how rookies can translate but he's definitely got like some good stuff and he can go multiple innings like you said so uh, yeah, I, I'm very glad he's on the team. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna give it a higher number. I'm gonna say 40, percent uh, and I'm gonna say it because I mean you're right. Like he was great in AAA. The thing I love that that sticks out to me the most is 
you know, he had Tommy John in October 2019. Um, but he's throwing 97.5 miles an hour now. And that, that's a huge thing to me, is to come back after having surgery like that, to go and be able to throw 97 miles an hour. Uh, it just, like, it, it makes me excited. I think the, the, the fact that the Red Sox, you know, put him on the opening day roster says a lot about how they feel about him, considering that, I mean, I know that, obviously, pitching isn't their strength. That's why you're seeing guys like, you know, Jaron Duran and other guys not up yet. Um, but I'm... I'm excited, and I think, you know, if there's anyone that knows how to get the most out of their pitchers, it's the Boston Red Sox. So yep. I would say I think that does that does help. I think that you have a manager in Alex Cora that's going to put him in a situation to succeed and get comfortable and then, you know, kind of let him grow. Because that's what they did with Garrett Whitlock. You know, they didn't just kind of throw him into that at first. You know, you, you saw him, and then you saw him grow into – you know, the role that he was in, and now you're going to see it expand more this year into something totally different. Yep. I agree. Um, and this one's my favorite, because I just want everyone to say 0%, and that's why I put this <laughs> one in here. Uh, Matt Barnes is, uh, apparently it's a mechanical flaw, but he's currently throwing about 92, 93 miles an hour, <laughs> which is, uh, like, a lot slower than what he was throwing last year. It's a year. lot slower. Uh, Cora claims that it's just uh, a quick fix because of his leg address. kick yep it's, it's his leg, leg kick. kick trust mm-hmm. us uh-huh. totally his leg kick uh-huh we're not so, just uh, saying that reliever hey, of the year <laughs> what are the odds that uh matt barnes who says he wants to earn the closers roll back can earn the closers roll back <laughs> dude it's so sad like i was uh i was so in on him last year and i hope that it was right like, after the you dubbed him the winter him. soldier it's yeah and after he got a his fucking contract extension. Um, and then he chopped his finger off. <laughs> and then he did that. And so I would give it a 5% chance just because you never know. But um, also just because I think we have other options, other good options that I think will yeah. take that on. Yeah, it's tough, man. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I hoped it would. And 92 to 93, like, Alex, stop fucking bullshitting us. It's not a fucking leg kick issue. Like, why is he dead? <laughs> Tell us why he's dead. He's broken. He's. Uh, we're gonna. We're soon gonna send him to the the land where you know Brandon Workman and Keith Henry are, and they're waving. No, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Brandon Workman just got released by the uh, Rangers. Yeah. Big rip. Hey, but uh, Nick Pavetta trade. Big win in the Nick Pavetta trade. Never forget. Oh, huge win. Uh, all right. Uh, well, that's uh, we have one more thing, and then uh, we're gonna let everyone go because we're going on about an hour of a podcast. So it's nice hey, to have it's baseball opening day. To talk about, huh? People need it. Absolutely. So all right, uh, Spencer, yep. Scott. Uh, this is my favorite thing to do cool. opening day because I just like to see like who the fuck's right in this shit. Uh, bold prediction for the year. What's gonna happen? Give me something good, Scott. Have Manny Machado top five. Interesting. Okay. Why? Why are we feeling Machado? Um, the batted ball data last year is awesome. He's playing. Well, he, he gets slotted up. Um, so he's out for a while. Um, I don't. 
he's gonna see as much good pitching. <laughs> here. Um, he's really good. He's a highly, um, but he's also seemed to be really settling in a bit the last. Um, and he's. It, I think he can put together a very, whether it's the best in the National League, but I definitely going to get some more eyes and um, that $300 million they dropped on him after this year. I mean, I sure as fuck hope so. Uh, and you, I mean, listen, after last year for the, the Padres, you got to hope anything is better because, God, was that a fun... I mean, that was the biggest letdown of 2021 was the Padres after all the hype, again... A lot of hype, much like the Blue Jays are getting this year, uh, only to then go and not even make the playoffs uh, and to get mostly overshadowed. You know, everyone was hyped in those Dodgers-Padres matchups, but it ended up being the Dodgers-Giants matchups that ended up mattering more at the end. Yeah, um, and I think Machado, he was actually still really good last year, and no one noticed because the Padres yeah, were bad. Yeah, he was great. Um, yeah. So, my breakout, I mentioned earlier, is Nick Pavetta going to the All-Star game this year. Okay, uh, alright. It's it's not really founded in anything concrete. He was really good in April and May of last year, so all he needs is one more month this year, and he could make the All-Star game. Uh, but he was bad in June last year, bad in June and July and August, and then he saved it in September. Um he, you know, he was good in April and May, and then he got worse in June, like some pitchers did when they stopped using sticky substances. So, not saying that's the cause, but that could have been what? the cause. Um, Fall guy, also everyone I, did it, and everyone also knows I everyone did it. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I love that he's on the cover of every sticky stuff article ever. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, Garrett Richards, who completely didn't know how to pitch after that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Nick Pavetta, he seems locked in so far. He yeah, was the first guy, literally, at spring training this year. He's, like, throwing bullpens by himself on the first day after the lockout ended. And he's been dominant in spring um, in his outing so far. So uh, we need him. We need him to be the number yeah. two. And he, he, was, he was filth in the playoffs last year. So you hope that his September and playoff stats last year showed that he figured something out. And... Um, yeah, what, why not? Pavetta, all-star. Listen, and the opportunity for him is here. Chris Sale's hurt. They need a guy to step up and really fill in while they're yeah. gone. And, uh, I, lo- I, I love that trade. I mean, I not only love it for getting Nick Pavetta, but I love it for getting Connor Siebold. I'm excited to see Connor Siebold this year. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he, Nick Pavetta's been great. And he's been a guy who's, you know, he's had some bad runs, but I feel like he's been – he's a guy that I, I feel good about. If I mean – I don't love that he's technically the number two guy right now. Oh, yeah. All-star, I'm feeling Definitely great don't it. love that. Um, but he's a guy that if he's four or five in your rotation, you feel really good about your rotation. Definitely. So, and he will be listen. eventually. Absolutely. So, which is great. Hey, and if he's an all-star, even better. Absolutely. Um, all right. My bold take is on Spencer's favorite Boston Red Sox player. Who, as much as he says, is on his way out will be making his mark this year. My guy, Alex Verdugo, is going to hit above 300. Blasphemy. He's going to do it. Calling him my favorite player. Blasphemy. 
you he's you gonna love, hit 300 he's gonna hit 300 is that including going Miguel like, you know you know he has to face lefties right absolutely he's gonna hit 300 listen he hit 289 right. last season <laughs> it's not a huge bar yeah it's not crazy uh but and i and i like and i you know it's funny because i feel like we think of Rafael Devers is so much younger than Alex Verdugo. Verdugo's only about 10 months older than Devers. He's a guy that you could still see some growth and development out of. Um, and I and I love him. I, I know, you know, you, you and one of the things you've talked about is that, you know, he might lose his taste, or, you know, Boston fans might lose their taste for him because, you know, the energy and, it, you know, not giving the energy and then performing to match it. Um, but I'm hoping that he proves everyone wrong. Because I love it. I love Alex Verdugo. Uh, I think he's great. I think he's great with the fans. And yeah, give me give me a Verdugo 300 season. Um, bonus bold prediction: Alex Verdugo isn't on the Red Sox by next year this time. Ooh. Ooh. Well, do you want better? It hurts. Uh, I don't, or not. I don't think bold um, take that good Soto isn't on the Nationals. Uh, season. Even I would hate that so much. I get to control. Ooh. I would hate that so much. Listen, you know what I would hate? He's, I would he's hate the best if he ended up with the Yankees. I would, I would die. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, me too. But you know what? You know who has a hole in their outfield, Sam? There's no Brett Gardner. <laughs> you know who has a hole in their outfield, though? The Boston Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox. Right in right field, conveniently. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, wow. Do they have the <laughs> the trade? Um, we'll give I, you everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. You want Marcelo well, Meyer? Yeah, sure. What the fuck it? If, if, well, okay. if he agrees Twist to my sign arm. a million-year deal, lifetime deal, I'll give you whoever yeah. you want. <laughs> well, I guess I knew a little bit. Um, he already turned down thirteen three fifty, which he yeah. he's better than that. Um, but I don't think which they want to sign for much more than that. Um, especially what well, I've got, which they do for a few more years. Um, man, they're not going to compete until they deal. can pay people. Um, and does, or since there is team control through 2025, um, not going to be higher ever than, um, and if, I mean, they need to rebuild. They don't have the pieces to like throw some things, the, uh, the space for it. Um, and that's, I don't think he's there unless they throw everything at, at him. And yep, uh, this and they is... won't. I mean, they didn't do it for Harper. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I. Um, I'll tell you. I mean, as much as it would be sad because he's a guy that you'd love to see play one place his entire career. I don't know. Like he just seems like that type of guy. Yeah, it is bad for baseball. Oh, horrible. You don't. Um, but it does provide at least some intrigue. You know, you could hit the trade deadline. The Nationals are terrible, and all of a sudden, like he leads these trade talks. Like, I mean, that's that's a great. I mean, and fuck, man, the return for that. You know, listen, the the Pirates fucked the trade market with the uh, Chris Archer trade forever now. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, even fuck, dude, what the fuck? Uh, the the Jose Barrios trade. I feel like the Twins got a really good return. And, like, I can't imagine what you're going to get for Juan Soto. Jesus. Everything. Fuck. You get everything. Literally, it would be everything. Mm-hmm. It would have to be, like, the top five guys. Like, it would have, like, literally, like, the Red Sox. 
that's still not value. Like you can't get value for Juan Soto right now. You just can't do it. Like you, see, like you like, can't get right, value for like, the best hitter in baseball. You just can't. No. But so. if, if you're trying to claw your way at it, and at least that's only getting better, who I think could win this year, um, I, they're a long way from being good. I don't think they have interest in giving him $450 million if they're going to best third in the division for at least six years. And we talk about things that are bad for baseball. Another guy, I mean, you, you think about what he did in, you know, one postseason. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, I think it'd be yeah. so bad for baseball to, you know, stick him as the highest paid player on the worst team in baseball. Because, like you exactly. said, that's exactly what would happen. You know, they wouldn't be able to go get anybody else. And, I mean... I love I love going like I liked last year, you know, making moves to go get uh, Keybear Ruiz and Josiah Gray. I thought that was really great. You know, it's like listen, you weren't there. Let's go make those moves. Those are two really good pieces. I'm excited to see Ruiz this year. Um, but they need to do more stuff like that um, before they decide to go sign somebody long term. You know, if they if they felt good about the stuff they have yeah. around them in the next couple years, sure, absolutely. But you can sign him for 10 years, and, and then he'll still be good in 10 years. So, I mean, that's true. Hopefully, eventually, in that the length of the contract. But, I mean, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, they're not that's the Pirates a, That's here. a bigger organizational failure. Uh, you know, Angels, Pirates. Uh, exactly. Marlins. Yeah. So, but yeah. All right. Well, all right, guys. Uh, listen, uh, the next time we talk, there will be baseball. And there will be baseball... Uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, something that we okay. really didn't think was going to fucking happen. I mean, listen, ask me about a month ago, I would have been like, no way. No way. We're fucked. I, I mean, I remember talking about, you know, uh, maybe like in May, like the lockout will end and, you know, we'll get baseball in June. And we're here and we've made it, uh, which is great because I'm really fucking sick of planning podcasts where we talk about the lockout. So <laughs> now we can actually talk about this shit. So... Uh, listen, Scott. Thanks for thanks for joining in. Uh, I'm really sorry. The Yankees are gonna finish in fourth place. We'll see about that. See about that. <laughs> Wait, um, who do we have uh, winning the series? Oh, that's that's tough. It's... Dodgers over White Sox in five. That's no 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 no. This series this weekend. Oh, I thought World Series. Oh. I do want to know World no. Series though. I like that. Uh, Yankees Jays win over two, Braves so. in seven. Give me that. And uh, oh, Yan- Red Sox are going to sweep three games. Easy. Red Sox uh, win the back half of the series. They win the last two. Probably lose opening day. And, um... Uh, fuck. Series. I get to <laughs> Who we got? Um... The... Giants. Say the Phillies. Say the Phillies! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'd love that just because, Spencer, then we could have that over Will for the rest of our lives. Oh, that'd be so good. He would be forever bitter. So, uh, but all right. All right, guys. That's it. Thank you so much for everyone for tuning in. Win, pod, repeat. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing this every week. So make sure to tune in, subscribe, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're almost at 50 Twitter followers. Big day. Big day. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, we Let's go will, Sox. Uh, go Sox, baby. Baseball. Oh, yanks.